TheWellnessCouch.com, streaming wellness into your lives. Welcome to 100 Not Out, featuring your hosts, Dr. Damien Christoph and Marcus Pierce. Hello and welcome to 100 Not Out, a weekly show dedicated to helping you master the art of aging well. Marcus Pierce here with you and as always, believe it or not, I've got a man you may have heard of once or twice before. If you've been fortunate to meet him in the flesh, well, you've been more fortunate than others over the last 18 months because the great man has seen more of his home than he probably wishes. I'm talking about Dr. Damien Christoph. He's in day 500 of lockdown in Melbourne. DK, how are you, brother? Did you say day 500? Is that what you said? Oh, no, it's 610. Yeah, we, we are in lockdown for a long time. There's no, doubt about, it. no doubt about it. And we have to joke about it. You have to laugh about it because you can't do anything else. Otherwise, you find yourself in the pits. So uh, I like that we can uh, have a little bit of a, a cheeky little laughter about it. No doubt about it. It is taking its toll. But following on from last episode we uh, where we spoke about the impact of COVID times on the mental health of adolescents and teenagers – Question brought to us by the great Peter Lennon, um, who um, missed it last episode. He missed it. He turned up too late. Uh, we thought that we would uh, continue to ask more or answer more questions. And this time, we got two questions from Pratesh, who um, who has asked us some great questions. And we thought, well, surely I'm not going to waffle on and uh, and take a whole episode to answer one question this time. So hopefully, we'll be able to do both your questions in this episode, Pratesh. So thank you, and please. Everybody, if you've got questions, um, please fire them through Marcus Pierce, MarcusPierce.com, no, no. Marcus at MarcusPierce.com.au. Um, that, we don't have a 100 Not Out email, I don't think. No, no, just, do, just DM us. DM us on Facebook, at 100 Not Out. Yeah. Or on Instagram. Yeah, DM us, then everyone can see it. That's true. Yeah, good idea. Yeah. yeah, do that. Damn. And um, uh, yeah. Damo, I, I mean, just before we get into Patricia's question. Uh, your but if you're friend- not on Facebook, then email Marcus at MarcusPierce.com.au. Correct, yeah. yep. Because my mum, for example, isn't on Facebook or Instagram, so how is she going to get a question? She's going to send me an email. Yeah. Or she's going to just Facebook. send her son a text message. <laughs> or even call him. <laughs> or when she can, pop around for a coffee. Hey, um, <laughs> speaking of humour in these yep. challenging times, yeah. your, your friend – uh, well, acquaintance—you can say whether a friend or acquaintance—and definitely oh. someone that I don't know personally. I thought oh. I did, but I don't. Um, his name is John Vertigan. Oh, John Vertigan! How good is John? Does the greatest COVID Cup race call, which oh. has been featured on—is uh, it Sunrise? One of the TV shows. Uh, yes. Yep. Really? Yep. And I saw that on Instagram the other day. Well, well there's a, there's a few it. out there, but I think John Vertigan is the gold medal winner, like undisputed. Right. Um, John. And he's been on – is it with Koshy? I said that in Channel 7. Or was it with Carl? Oh, I can't remember. Anyway, one of them, <laughs> and he's he's next level at it. There are a number of fierce competitors out there. I'm not going to say yeah. copycats. I'm going to say competitors because even John yes. Vertigan may have been inspired by someone else. But if you <laughs> want a bit of COVID – Comedy, just YouTube, John Vertigan COVID Cup or COVID Race Call or the rest it's of it. J O N too. J O N, yep. J O N. V E R T I G A N. Yeah. And um, have a listen, you'll laugh. You Do you know laugh. how I met John the first time? Just through your fame, no doubt. 
and radio? No. So I had just graduated as a naturopath, um, and I thought I was going to the Yarra Valley, but took a job down at the Latrobe Valley and went to the wrong valley. And I was in Tarelgan and listened to 3TR. Um, I thought, what a great opportunity to do some commercials to you know raise awareness of naturopathy and natural medicine in the valley. So I spoke to Karen, who I was working with, and said, hey, I want to do this for the pharmacy. Do you, are you open to me doing a commercial on prostate health? She goes, yeah, what a great idea. So we reached out to um, 3TR, and John Vertigan and I recorded a prostate health radio commercial. And we started it off with a, um, a water bottle filled with water, and we squirted it into the toilet, like stop, start, stop, start, stop, start, stop, start. And then you hear my voice saying, are you struggling to move your start, stop, start, your gutter or some of that, you know? You may have an enlarged prostate. Uh, and so then I went on to talk about, you know, come down to Kelly and Haynes Pharmacy and, you know, come speak to me. And that was how I met John Vertigan doing that a prostate so health commercial in my first year of naturopathy back in 1998. I have to give John a call because you've said give John a call. And talk yeah. about a couple of interviews for the book. And now that I know that story, in the town where my wife was born, Trogan. where you worked, thinking that you were going <laughs> to the Yarra Valley and you ended up in the Latro- that is a great story. I don't know whether to believe you. It's true. Whether you actually thought you were going to the Yarra Valley. Like, I know you were young, but not that young. But, like, young enough that I can believe that anyone could make that mistake. Essentially what happened is I ended up having to turn right to head towards Pakenham. Yep. Upper. Yep. Compared to turning left and heading towards Ringwood. Yep. And I ended up in the wrong valley. And so I was down at uh, Latrobe Valley. <laughs> yeah. But I did meet the great Di Coleman and Gary Coleman down there. Who we love. Which was one of the blessings of my life. Because without meeting Di and Gary, I wouldn't be a chiropractor today. So if it wasn't for me taking the right turn to the wrong valley, I wouldn't have met Diane Gary, and that would have meant that I wouldn't have gone to New Zealand, so I wouldn't have achieved what I achieved in New Zealand, and I wouldn't have probably caught up with Michelle and then had Jackson. And so there's a whole lot of stuff. That sliding doors moment is uh, is courtesy of me moving to the Latrobe Valley. So thank you, Big Smoke, Latrobe Valley. That is a, that is a story that I've actually just added another connection because – as you may as you may know, uh, Gary and I were Sarah's family chiropractors, and Sarah had her only chiropractic exposure to Gary and Di Coleman, and was the only human contact she'd had before applying to become a chiropractor herself. So you and Sarah are both wow. descendants of the Coleman clan. Wow. That's incredible. Wow. That is incredible. That's incredible. That is incredible. Big shout out to Di and Gary. What if Di's watching this? Sliding we should send doors. her a love note. We'll send Di a love we'll note. We should both send her a love note after this. Yeah, absolutely. We love Di. Mm-hmm. Um, all right. So, to Protesh's questions. questions. Do you want the mm-hmm. sciencey one or do you want the deeper meaningful one? What are you Ooh, in the mood let's for? Let's go science first. Let's right. go science first because that's usually pretty easy sure to answer. Answer. <laughs> oh, here we go. Yeah. You might get out a rabbit hole. Hi, guys. Totally science. Got another question for you. Uh, we could we should call this the segment from listeners who aren't on the Facebook Live when you think they're going to be. Hi, guys. Got another question for you. If you could shed some light, how does biodiversity in our body affect longevity? What does the literature say? Damo, get your textbooks out. 
I find my family members are really frightened of bacteria and viruses since COVID started. I'm trying to explain how we are alive due to synergistic relationships between us and all the bugs. Without it, we have little chance of survival. But I'm finding it hard to explain this in simple terms. Any help is much appreciated. You got some analogies, Damo. You got some beautiful visual descriptions and examples Pratesh can draw for his family so that he doesn't get into an argy-bargy. Yeah, look, it's it's classic because right now there's so much um, um, mono monoculture um, in our thinking that we're not very diverse in our thinking. So the analogy of the health of your gastrointestinal system could be likened to the health of our external um, environment right now in that the line of thought um, has gone a particular way, which makes a lot of things very uncomfortable. Now, the same would be said for your gastrointestinal system. If you have an overgrowth of bacteria, why don't we just call, given we're using an analogy that's linked to politics, why don't we just call these bacteria parasites? Um, because it's similar. So we're going to say if you've got an overgrowth of parasitic um, bacteria or pathogens in your gastrointestinal system and that dominates your microbiome, then your other microbiome that might be well-behaved and might have a different way of thinking and potentially have a different approach to health and well-being in your gut could be superseded or overrun by the pathogenic parasitic um, bacteria. So using the analogy of where we are right now, there's a train of thought that's very polarizing um, where we've got parasites running the state, or I didn't mean to say that, where we've got a line of uh, thought running the state that is outwardly alienating and making any other thought process redundant and um, insignificant, which means that there's no diversity of thought. It's a particular way, and that's unhealthful. And so many people are feeling unhealthy, and the same for your gastrointestinal system. The benefit of a diverse microbiome is that you have multiple approaches or multiple ways to actually offer your body protection to signal change and shift in your body, um, to encourage growth um, and regeneration, whereas um, a an environment that's very sterile or doesn't have exposure to different types of bacteria, particularly healthful types and probiotic types of bacteria, um, would will lead to a unhealthy gut. Uh, so that's that's really what that would be. So, um, did I answer the question? Absolutely. I want to know: Is there an analogy outside of the um, the 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 social one at the minute? Like, is there if a, if a if a five year old said to you how do I explain bio? How do you explain, like, you know? <laughs> yeah, it's like going to the footy, right? So let's say, for example, we go to the footy um, and then you've got 100,000 people at the MCG and you've got 5,000 Greater Western Sydney supporters up in the top level of the Ponsford stand and, and there's 95,000 Richmond supporters at the ground. It's much easier for the Richmond football team to play really well, mm. which is good because you don't want Greater Western Sydney to play well anyway. So, because they've got Toby Green and so on and so <laughs> forth. And so, but if, for example, the um, the crowd numbers are more evenly distributed, or there's little pockets of um, supporters in and around the space, it's easier for the Greater Western Sydney team to play better. Now, if you're a Richmond supporter 
that's not a great thing. <laughs> if you're a Greater Western Sydney supporter, it's probably a great thing. But if you're a football lover, you want a great game. Mm. And so having a greater spread of a crowd will give you a better game mm. as opposed to just a one-sided game where there's just a big supporter base. Is that, is that I better? love it. As my wife would say, always bring it back to sport. You always find a way <laughs> to bring it back to sport. But it's just sport is full lost of great of, analogies. Yeah, we lost a few viewers. We lost a few viewers just there. <laughs> Sorry about that one. Sport is just very viewers. simple for us male yeah. brains it's just a lot of good yeah. analogies just in there easy. Just oh easy. that's so good Woody, um all right can't go wrong now the deep and meaningful um yep. i'm on one percent on my phone so i'll get this out before it dies do um, it do it hey guys what are your thoughts on forgiveness being an integral part to being on the path to longevity warm regards pratesh hello helen pocock she made oh, it mate. yeah Soon Pratesh will turn up too. That's it. Get in there, Pratesh. Yeah. Yeah. Thanks, Vaughn. Love that. So, um, Pratesh, I love this question for so many reasons um, because forgiveness, as as we've learned, um, is so important for the human condition. It's actually one of the great things that humans are able to do is forgive. Um, now, it's it's obviously steeped into faith that we would we could forgive and forget. Um, we would do unto our neighbours as we would have done unto ourselves. So, um, we've most people have been exposed to those sorts of lines of literature um, or uh, phrases that might come from um, the liturgy. Um, and but what's interesting about that is that there's some truth to it. So if we consider um, some of the great people that we have um, interviewed through the years, uh, and in particular, um, the the people that have survived the Holocaust, they have had to forgive their captors in order to move on and move forward. That doesn't necessarily mean that they forget. Correct. In fact, they've all still got their mark. They've still got their number, their tattoo. They haven't gone to conceal that. They're not shamed of it or ashamed of it. They've been shamed from it. They've actually had to forgive to move on and to grow through. I have a suspicion that people who can't forgive get sick. Um, and and it's not easy to forgive. I, I can tell you it's not easy to forgive, but it's, it's a worthwhile pursuit to find forgiveness um, where there's been wrongs done um, or where there's been pain felt. So um, it's, it's a worthwhile pursuit. Um, in terms of whether or not it helps you live a long time, I suspect that it does because in order to live a long time, the, you need to avoid chronic disease and chronic disease is mainly caused by stress and the inability to forgive is a perpetuator of stress for sure. Great answer. And I do remember from a number of our interviews just how, um, how much the concept of time comes up with those particularly the war survivors or the people that you feel would make it it would be very hard to forgive is that it does take time and so for any yeah. of our listeners right now that you know uh there's people that you just don't want to forgive right now like that's completely okay there is no reason um that you have to like fast track it right now i think sometimes you've got to you've got to feel all those feelings and often we and I, I used to be guilty of this, particularly in my younger days, just 
feeling that like if you weren't in a positive or forgiving mood, then you were just, you know, subhuman. I think we've got to recognize that part of the human experience is going through that, going down that path. I mean, Eddie JQ told us in interviews that he had, um, he was a grumpy man. He was not the world's happiest man. He was carrying, you know, why did I survive? Why all my family dead? He was a grumpy, grumpy man. Um, he had a, a mechanic. He was a grumpy mechanic. He had jobs. He was grumpy in his jobs. He couldn't believe his his wife, Floor, was staying with him because he was a grumpy husband. And it wasn't until he had his first son, who I think is Michael, that he was like, I can't be a grumpy dad as well. No. Like, that was his thing. Yes. And that's when he decided that it was time to move through the that attitude of resisting forgiveness and he did all of the work on hate and he realized how it had been like a disease to him and it had impacted his life more than the people that he hated and that that's for me the big common thing is there's actually a healthy selfishness to forgiveness you do it because you mm-hmm. have the self-worth that you want to move on in your life mm-hmm. it's actually got less to do with the other people that you're forgiving it's more about you being able to move forward and there's a number of bits of research that will show you that it does impact your longevity. But I would say the the bigger concern is what does it do for your quality of life, whether you're 35 or 55 or 75. If you're feeling like you've got some toxic resentment um, living inside of you and, and you don't have any ambition to ever move through it, then I think that's going to impact your quality of life more. But, you know, I know, for example, right now, I'll just put Damo in a box here for a minute. I know... I know Damo is not going to forgive, and probably millions of Victorians right now, is not going to forgive Dan Andrews or other people that might be triggered by right now. But there might be a time in two years or five years or ten years, this will be etched in the, in the lives of Victorians for years to come. And it's a bit like what we said on the last episode. Some of the impacts of the times right now, we won't know for the next three to four years, but there's also the positive impacts of that as well, the levels of compassion that may be generated yeah. in the next two to 10 years and beyond. But that yeah. doesn't mean it has to be wholly the now, instant forgiveness right now. And I think that's that's important to recognize. I agree with you. Uh, I agree with you enormously. Yeah, I do. Um, two great books that will cover this topic. Um, this great book will cover <laughs> this topic. It's unbelievable. Um, and I, and you can't put it down once you read it. And I've got mates that are reading it at the moment. Oh. Um I had patience yesterday buy it. I'll give a great shout-out to the great Morris Efron yesterday who purchased oh, this. thanks, um, Morris. I think it might be his third copy he's purchased. Um, really? He just he loves it. He buys it for his children. He's bought it for his friends. It's a, one, it's a wonderful, great book. And the art of forgiveness and the impact of it is, is covered in this book. So the other thing is this great book, um, and I'm yes. very happy to put um, these books alongside each other on my cabinet because they're written by two great men. So um, get amongst it. Get your exceptional life. It's a, an unbelievable book. And then Eddie Jaku is the happiest man on earth. Um, big shout out uh, to to my patients, Jack and Naomi, who purchased this for me and gave me this. Um, and and I, I'm eternally grateful. This is a hard it's copy. It's a great book. Hard copy. Book. Yeah. I love it. I've listened to it. Um, but then to receive it in the flesh is fantastic. So um, – and let's send Eddie JQ lots of love as well. Lots of love to you, Eddie. Yeah. Lots yep. of love to you, Eddie. Yeah, I hope I hope he is well. Um, yeah, so going back to that forgiveness piece, uh, you said something there about compassion, which is really important, PC. 
Uh, and I think this is important for everybody to kind of reflect on because in stressful times or in the moments of stress, it's it's actually I, I don't know I don't want to say impossible, but it's not possible to be compassionate because you fire up a you go up a scale you go up a scale of stress in the sympathetic nervous system which renders it very difficult for the body to move into an emotional state or into a caring and nurturing, less stressed, unstressed parasympathetic state. When you're going up and flying up through the sympathetics, you can't embrace the parasympathetics. Mm. And so it's difficult and almost not possible, I'm not going to say impossible, almost not possible to move into being compassionate when you're stressed. I think that's a great idea. just to identify that, I think that's so important, and it's a bit so like whatever you're feeling. Is what I want to say, yeah. yeah, be careful, be kind. Um, the great, the great Vicky Kelly said to us one day, "This is the decade of the survival of the kindest." I can't remember what decade that was. I don't remember what year it is, but I reckon it's this decade. And so, this decade, it's the survival of the kindest, and I, and I really truly believe that. That if we are kind. Um, we will we will find it easier to move from sympathetics, which is a switched-on, charged state, into the parasympathetics, which is a resting, healing, regenerating, repairing um, state of mind and being and 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 life. And uh, and it's good for us to be to be kind to shift into a more compassionate um, space. Well done, geez, I've loved this episode. Loved our last two. These Q&As are great. I want more Q&As, Damo. That requires more <laughs> questions from our listeners or else we have to do the old uh, fabrication of the question. John from Epping asks this question. <laughs> John, John from Terelgan. <laughs> Got a question on prostate health. <laughs> I was wondering why. No, oh, so why, we want your question. Why can't I stop and start? Why can't I start and I find it really hard to stop? <laughs> <laughs> so we want your questions, guys. Uh, if you're on the socials, at 100 not out, spell it all out on Facebook. If it's on Instagram, at 100.notout or email marcus at marcuspierce.com.au and I'll organize the questions into a couple of episodes. Um, if you're with Damo at Vida Lifestyles in Sandringham, send him a little love note say, please ask this question uh, on the next episode. Leave it with one of the angels at the desk. Say, please, can Damo do an episode on this? We want to answer your questions. Um, there's so much. Well, I think we've got about another 500 episodes of content up our sleeve here, but we want to prioritize it. And I think we're in a we're in a, a time of answering your questions as many as we can. So, Damo, thanks for your wisdom and your insights as always. It's been a joy. Thank you so much, PC. Great to be able to chat and just um, share. I think it's been really nice to be able to share. I um, just want to do a little shout out to Christopher Sarandis. 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 Great. Chris, Chris just bought just a book. bought the book. Thanks for the recommendation, yeah. Damo. Just came through on the old iPhone. Thank you very much, Chris. That's very Good. kind. Love a bit of. Gee, that's real time support. Thanks, Damo. Mm-hmm. Love I that. To, don't have to set you up with some royalties, Damo. No. Nah. You need another box of books down there by the sound of it. Morris Efron buying you out. Nearly cleared me out. Jeepers. Pretty good, mate. I'll have to transfer you some cash. I'll send you some more books first. Hey, uh, thanks to everyone that's been a supporter of this podcast. If you're in Melbourne, there's no doubt, best healthcare in town, Vita Lifestyles in Sandringham. Uh, If you're in Byron Bay, can't look after you as well as Damo can in Melbourne, but uh, you're always welcome to 
drop a note, say hello. But uh, to all of our listeners, uh, continue to make the rest of your life the best of your life. And until next week, Damo, over and out. Bye for now. This has been a production of thewellnesscouch.com. Check us out on Facebook and join in the conversation on facebook.com forward slash thewellnesscouch. Subscribe to each show on iTunes and check us out on Twitter. The Wellness Couch, streaming wellness into your lives. Whilst the Wellness Couch presenter endeavor to provide accurate and helpful information to their listeners, these podcasts cannot take into account individual circumstances and are not intended to be a substitute for health and medical advice from a qualified health professional. You should always seek the advice of a qualified health professional before acting on any of the information provided by any of the Wellness Couch podcasts.